didn't see it coming. The podcast about brands that learn from the past, are looking to the future, and are profiting because of it today. I'm your host, Mark Stoiber. The name Trump is a brand, but the Donald Trump brand that is running for the Republican presidential nomination is in trouble, according to latest research. Joining us to talk about the Trump brand is our regular monthly guest, Mark Stoiber, brand strategy consultant and author of Didn't See It Coming. Thanks for coming in. Thank you for having me. Now, what uh, did you make of the slide in the public perception of Donald Trump? Well, it's very interesting because you see two things happening. You see a star rising as far as this this, uh, phenomenon in politics, the angry white man who's not going to take it anymore. And at the same time, this is what I got interested in because I'm not a political expert. I, mm-hmm. I like talking about brands. And so I did a little bit of digging. And what I discovered was that the brand of Trump, which is glamour and developments and golf courses and gold, everything, it's taken a massive hit. Uh, they just did, a, I, I, I have some research here from uh, Young and Rubicam, big worldwide ad network that was done in December 2015. Yeah, take us through that. Yeah. Uh, the decline of the Trump brand. So they, they looked at a whole bunch of different people who formed the key constituents of the Trump brand. And that is the brand of luxury golf, uh, you know, fancy hotels and developments. And these were people in the U.S. Uh, with a household income of more than 150000 That was one group. And another group that was sort of the in-betweeners, uh, income of hundred dollars to $150,000. And what they discovered was that all the key indicators of the brand that would be important to somebody like Trump, which is upper class, leader, prestigious, intelligent, had taken a massive nosedive since Trump became very became active in politics. And this is way before the election. This is back to mm-hmm. Obama and the birther uh, scandal. The only segment where Trump, the Trump brand was soaring or where it was strong was in uh, the category of traditional. What does that mean? Traditional is interesting because traditional means the same thing as the angry white man standing on the pulpit saying, I'm going to make America great again. What he's doing, he's hurting his neck. He's looking backwards so hard. You know, it's back to the golden days of John Wayne whenever we had everything we wanted. That is traditional. However, when you're looking at brands, that is the brand of spam and Heinz baked beans and, and, and that sort of, that sort of uh, um, uh, homegrown goodness kind of stuff. Exactly not the sort of brand that Donald Trump wants to be building for his properties. Well, the interesting thing is in the study, it, it uh, deals with people who make more than $150,000 mm-hmm. a year and those be- making between one hundred dollars and $150,000 a year. And in terms of being a brand, his numbers are atrocious because mm-hmm. with the exception of traditional, which you talked about, mm-hmm. all the indicators are in the negative area and some are very, very high negative. Yeah. So... Minus 60%. Minus 60%. So I'm looking at this and I'm thinking, who is supporting Donald Trump? The people who are supporting Donald Trump are the same people um, who are supporting the Republicans right now. And these are uh, white people who feel that they have been cheated, that they've been uh, cut short, that they don't have a job security, that they don't have a job or job security. And this is the sort of uh, audience that Trump is is fanning into a flame with his saying that we have to blame the other. You know, it's all about the immigrants, the Muslims, the Mexicans. Uh, these are people who don't really care if he lies and then walks right past the lie. I mean, the, the, the Trump brand in politics is 
yelling at people, calling them liars, making lies, then just walking right past the lies. And the folks that he's appealing to are the people in the $35,000 range. You know, we're talking about disenfranchised white people. So what he's doing is he's using fear to capitalize on their fears yes. and, uh, and solicit their support. Yes. And what's interesting, I mean, I don't want to get into the whole sociopolitical thing because no. we could, no. I, I could talk all day about Silvio Berlusconi in Italy. I could talk about Adolf Hitler. They're exactly the same promises. You know, make America great. It's the same promise that Adolf Hitler made in 1932. Uh, but uh, what is interesting from a brand perspective, imagine you are appealing to $150,000 plus earners and usually a lot more plus than that. Then what you do, you completely isolate these people and you make yourself look like a really obnoxious bad dude and you start attracting the $35,000 earners. What's that going to do for Trump Towers? What's that going to do for Trump Perfume? What's that going to do for Trump Golf Courses? What's that going to do for the luxury brand of Trump? So, you know, as a brand thing... If he's a calculating guy, he's not stupid, but I really wonder where he's going with all this. But as a brand, he is an ego as opposed to a company, which is a product. Yes, but you know they talk to his children, and his. Ch- uh, this is another. This is another great sign of a narcissist. He's got his children yeah. running all his companies, and it is a private company, so we can't get the sort of numbers that you get on something like what happened when WorldCom took that massive hit. What happened yeah. when Volkswagen took that big hit? Uh, uh, WorldCom, they said, took the equivalent of a three billion dollar hit when their president was outed for being crooked. And they're estimating that Donald Trump is taking something on the accord of that. Now, his personal brands are worth in the neighborhood of $3 billion. That's the biggest part of his portfolio is his own brand and ego. And his children are running the company and they all acknowledge that it's dad, you know. Mm -hmm. So uh, he is a power unto himself. The unfortunate part is it's it's very dangerous if that that, that brand becomes tainted. Because what else is there? Uh, you can't say Trump Towers is all about really, really nice towels. It's about nice gold faucets, about nice beds. It's about the Donald. He's built up this narcissistic brand. So if he then takes a dive, so go all the properties. Now, what, what I'm thinking, this could get interesting, mm-hmm. is that if he's a smart guy, he's banking on, uh, he's banking on winning power. He's banking on winning the, the presidency. Yeah. And if that happens, then I don't think he's going to have to worry about Trump Towers, because if he's anything like Silvio Berlusconi, it's going to be a very much a friends and family affair of the government, and he'll take care of himself that way. But what if he loses? What happens if he loses? Then yeah. what he's got is all these things that have suddenly got a very nasty smell about them, and he owns them. Let's go to the phones and talk to Joan. Hi, Joan. You know, I, I keep wondering if I'm hearing correctly. This fellow has now insinuated or connected Trump to Hitler, uh, insinuated that he is corrupt, and um, he's going on and on and on about the wealth that he has, and he's in a private business and everything. Um, I think he better clean up his act and choose his words more carefully. No, I didn't insinuate that that Trump was making the promises of Hitler. I'm saying that Trump is making the promises of Hitler. When he says, uh, uh, make America great again, and we're going to win, we're going to win, we're going to win, that is exactly what Adolf Hitler told the Germans in 1932 before he came into power. Anyway, um, I, I can't con- I can't even comment on such off the wall comments. It's no, it's, but it's you. not off the wall. It's 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 documented. 
Oh, Joan. Well, we uh, lost Joan. Yeah, Joan uh, doesn't agree. All right. And, uh, well, I'll give you this uh, quote from uh, retired Air Force Colonel Tom Moe, who says, You might not care if Donald Trump says Muslims must register with the government because you're not one. And you might not care if Donald Trump says he's going to round up all the Hispanic immigrants because you're not one. And you might not care if Donald Trump says it's okay to rough up black protesters because you're not one. And you might not care that Donald Trump wants to suppress journalists because you're not one. But think about this. If he keeps going and he actually becomes president, he might just get around to you. And you better hope that there's someone there left to help you. And that's from retired U.S. Air Force Colonel Tom Moe. Let's go to the phones again and talk to Larry. Hi, Larry. Yeah, good afternoon. Um, these people that phone up about Germany and mouth off, I suggest strongly that they start studying it and seeing what Hitler is really all about. Now, as far as the U.S. go, they've had some political presidents that have stated facts about uh, the U.S. being Nazism and the way they uh, create uh, situations that the same thing that uh, Hitler did. Anyway, that's all i got to say, and have a good day. Okay, thanks, Thank Larry. You. I appreciate it. Now, if you were uh, asked to uh, be in on the Donald Trump uh, campaign, mm -hmm. and uh, Trump knew he was going to lose, hypothetically, what would you what would you say? What, what would you, how would you turn a, it around? A very very tough call because he's extremely good at working the media, which is why I also made the allusion to Silvio Berlusconi. Uh, Berlusconi owned the media in Italy, as you know, and he was also the sort of guy, he was a businessman, he made a lot of big promises that he didn't keep, and he surrounded himself with cronies and friends and family, not always the most appealing people, and he got dumped, he got thrown back in, he got dumped, he got thrown back in, uh, but what did it do to the brand of Berlusconi? He's going to be fine, personally, mm -hmm. but what did it do to his media empire? Uh, you know, there's not a lot of credibility there. Uh, with Donald, I think he has gone so far out um, exposing himself as, as a not very nice guy that if he was to have any hope and still paint himself as the brand for his hotels, I'd say he'd have to start um, not speaking as badly and yelling at people and calling them liars and, and, and cheats because he's going to drive his brand right into the ground. But or, conversely, if yeah. he wins, if he wins, he won't have to worry about then, hotels. Then he's a he'll be a huge his businesses will be a huge success. That's right. Yeah, that's right. I mean, he'll be the president, so it'll be the presidential towers. You know, so it's a it's a very big gamble, but it is it is an interesting gamble. Yeah, let's go to the callers and bring in Owen. Hi, Owen. Yeah, how are you doing? Um, I was wondering if your guest saw the uh, the recent article in the New Yorker about Donald Trump. Which one? In the New well, York, in, in, in the last issue, yeah, or the recent issue, he talks about Trump and why he's popular, and, and um, he, he discusses a lot of things. But he says, you know, we're all aware of his, you know, off the wall statements. But there's a lot of things that he says that resonates with that resonates with Americans that you don't really hear about. Mm -hmm. like, like what? Yeah. Owen, give us an example. Uh, okay, for instance, he's saying uh, Trump says a lot of these American corporations behave like parasites. Mm -hmm. And uh, they're willing to throw American workers overboard mm -hmm. and, ship out, and ship out the whole industrial base, uh, you know, for their own. I think that's I think that's a terrific thing. I don't think there's I don't think you're going to find any opposition here yeah. when when you say outsourcing our jobs is is a yeah. terrible thing. However, 
what's come to light a lot, yes, outsourcing is a terrible thing and it looks it paints corporations as sociopaths. They'll do anything for the dollar. But what we're finding a lot is that people aren't being displaced by the, the boogeyman that Trump paints now, which is the, the Mexicans, the immigrants, the other. They're being displaced by technology. They're being displaced by efficiency, which is a equally nasty thing. But I'm you won't find a you won't find an opponent here when you say, you know, keep the jobs at home. I think that's a terrific stance. Yeah, I'm not I'm not arguing that point, the point I was trying to make is that he makes a lot of points with American workers mm-hmm. that they gravitate to. Yeah. And, and a lot of what he says is not off-the-wall stuff. It's quite, you know, things that people can readily identify with. So there's a, it's actually a mixed bag. Not everything he says is, uh, you know... No, I totally agree with you, Owen. Yeah. Okay. Very okay. good, very good mm-hmm. point. Okay. Yeah. Thanks, Thank thanks very much. much. We'll come back after this break. We're talking to Mark Stoiber. He's a brand consultant, and he's the author of Didn't See It Coming. Engaging talk. It's the Ian Jessup Show. Welcome back. Mark Stoiber is our guest. He's the author of Didn't See It Coming. He's a brand strategy consultant, and Ken has been waiting. Ken, thanks for waiting. Yes. uh, Good afternoon. As I've listened to this, the thought has occurred to me that Trump is a man whose whole life has been spent making deals. And if he succeeds in becoming president, he will have negotiated the biggest deal of all. Absolutely. Absolutely. Now, you say his brand will then smell like roses, but he's also been a great risk taker, and he's had his losses. We don't know necessarily what all of them have been. But let's say he becomes president and then fails to deliver on the kind of promises he's made. What happens to his brand then? Wow. That is, that is a very, very good question. That's an excellent question. I, I believe that uh, Trump being Trump, I think that he's also very, very good at pointing fingers. I'm not... You know, I, I can't paint him into the position of president because when all the world's eyes are on you, that's not like being a businessman. Um, but I, I, you know, if he's anything like Sil- Silvio Berlusconi was in Italy, he makes a lot of big promises. He takes a lot of risks. Successful businessman uh, gets into power, and when things go terribly wrong, he blames the other. But the president of the United States is the most watched, I guess, widely known yep. and most widely understood job in the world. Mm-hmm. And the most widely blamed, probably. And the most widely blamed. Yeah. Now, if he can save American jobs, if he can do even half of what he's saying, that's one thing. But if he can't, and we have to remember that in his situation, he's going to be very dependent on being able to get the cooperation of the House and Senate and the U.S. Congress. Mm-hmm. And if they turn on him, mm-hmm. because he's bought and sold, I guess, a few of them, if they turn on him, he's going to be stuck, and then he's going to be back like Obama just having to issue executive orders. Yes. And he's going to have his problems. Well, not only that, but I think he's really, really gone out there to paint a lot of people in very nasty colors, very publicly, and mm-hmm. I, I don't imagine they're going to come and support him anytime no, soon. No, and I suspect that the so-called upper class that enjoyed the Trump Towers and his golf courses and his resorts uh, I don't know that they're necessarily socially regard him as an equal. He's one yeah. of these so-called nouveau riche. He's made money 
But the one thing the upper crust don't like is people who talk a lot about money. Yeah. And Trump talks incessantly about money. Yeah. Good point, Ken. Thanks very much. I appreciate your call. Uh, next caller is Peter. Hi, Peter. Hello. Thanks for waiting. Yeah. I heard your guest compare Donald Trump to Adolf Hitler, and he does it proudly. Your guest doesn't know Donald Trump. He has no knowledge of what he's like. He just hears his 20-second tidbits like the rest of us do. Your guest didn't grow up under Nazi Germany, so it really shows how how silly this guy is making that leap of a comparison mm-hmm. to Adolf Hitler. The second thing is he also said that corporations are sociopathic. Corporations are run by individuals not a hell of a lot different than most of us, and a lot of them are just trying to grow their business and make their companies profitable. There's no massive, you know, sociopathic conspiracy out there. So, again, it just shows how silly your guest is. And I hope, Ian, that you bring uh, the other side to people, invite people from corporations uh, on your line and have them discuss it. They're not, like, uh, super bad people. They're just trying to run a business. Right. And um, that's all I've got Okay, Peter, I'll have uh, Mark uh, respond. Thanks for your call. Peter, great point. I spent five years in Germany. I went to university in Germany, and I worked for two German corporations. I spent uh, quite a bit of time, actually, uh, studying uh, Germany under the Third Reich, and my family's all German. So, uh, yeah, it's it's not entirely coming from. Uh, I'm not just I'm not just some wise ass uh, college student sh- uh, shouting off here. And if you say that uh, we didn't really know Adolf Hitler, we don't really know Trump except for his sound bites. I think we know quite a bit about Trump from his sound bites. We do know that he's willing to pivot when somebody declares that he's uh, he's made a bad point. He'll just dance right past it. And I do know that he is painting a nasty enough pictures of the others that Pope Francis is willing to call him a bad guy, uh, which is, well, a lot more than they, they did when Adolf Hitler was in power. The Pope didn't go up against him. So I would say we've, we're on pretty solid ground here when we're talking about Hitler. As far as companies, they're run by good people, but they answer to shareholders, and their sole imperative is to make money. And I think that makes companies behave badly when they just chase money. Next caller is Darren. Hi, Darren. Um, thank you. This is very interesting, very provocative. Uh, thanks very much for this. Um, it got me thinking about what 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 I this Trump and the PR and the attention, the media attention uh, that that he's he's um, he's he's drafting for himself. It would suggest, you know, we're going to see by the outcome of this. But even thus far, I think it shows us how much um, the media works uh, with a contestant for a high political position, and 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 I think it confirms something that I've been noticing. A lot of others have been noticing about how the PR uh, industry seems to be running the political game these days. I think no, Trump I think is, you're right. Yeah. I think you're really right. Yes. Yeah, and Trump is showing us that that you can be pure hype, and 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 you, and you got a pretty good shot at president of the United States. Yeah. Yes. Good. Uh, good comments, Darren. Thank you very much for your call. Thank I pre- you. Appreciate it. <laughs> you created quite a, you created quite a controversy. <laughs> well, you know what? I, I love Darren's because yep. what he, he made a very important point that it's PR. And this is why I would not equate Trump with Adolf Hitler. And I would equate him with Silvio Berlusconi because I think that he is a bag of hot wind. And he will pivot 
if somebody catches on, on something. But you only said, and uh, correct me if I'm wrong, that he used a quote of Hitler's. No, he didn't use a quote again. He used, let's make America great again. When I yeah. am elected, we will win, we'll win, we'll win. In the early 1930s, when Hitler was talking to the Germans yeah. who had been mm-hmm. impoverished by the First World War yep. with runaway inflation, he said, we will make uh, Germany great again. We will make it the most respected country in the world. And he blamed the other in the second breath. Okay. Mark, thanks for coming in. Appreciate it. Mark Stoiber, brand strategy consultant. He's the author of Didn't See It Coming. And coming up next is Terrence Patrick Moore. Did you see the... You've been listening to Didn't See It Coming, the podcast about brands that have learned from the past, are looking to the future, and are profiting because of it today. I'm your host, Mark Stoiber. If you want to get a hold of me, drop me an email at mark, M-A-R-C, at markstoiber.com,